0: No rainy pants. The Wrestling Life. Hey, everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. It is episode 280. It's our Indigenous People's Day special. Is that a thing? It's not a thing all right well it's uh october 10th or october 11th depending on when you're listening to this of 2021 i'm ethan and i'm liam liam we have so much to talk about this week
1: that's right and so many things we can't talk about right here on the first and the only podcast
0: first i want to apologize for making you wait an
1: hour as i overslept (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 fine, but allow me to now waste some of your time sure. and, and just say, isn't it kind of weird that it took until like, I don't know, five years ago for everyone to look at the objective, like historical record of Christopher Columbus <laughs> and be like, dude, didn't discover <laughs> like, like there were already people here. <laughs> he wasn't even the first white guy to come here. <laughs> yeah. Kind yeah. Of weird that it took took us like, you know, a long time to know like it took several generations of that being like just an established accepted thing in like history classes for someone to be like, hang on. <laughs> what like what do words mean? Like the the word discover has a specific meaning and that's he didn't do that at all. Right. It, uh,
0: yeah. Where does uh, Amerigo Vespucci fall into all of this? This is, um, you know, it's been uh, been a couple of decades since I read any history about this. Who? Amerigo Vespucci. It's called America because Amerigo
1: Amerigo Vespucci found us first. Ah, yes, that would make more sense. <laughs> well, I, I mean, <laughs> right? We <laughs> we're not called Columbia now, are we? Uh, <laughs> no. But yeah, it's a strange, uh, it's a strange thing. And also, like he sailed to Cuba, which he claimed was India. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing about that guy was a success beyond that. Also, you know, he then helped facilitate like selling Native Americans into sex slavery back in England, like or back in Europe, I should say. Like bad, bad guy, bad guy. But also. More importantly, for what the day is supposed to be celebrating, does it even make sense? You didn't discover anything.
0: All right, definitely cutting all that out. The WWE draft is now in our uh, rear view window. She calls it the rear view. And we're <laughs> now on the way to the next Saudi blood money show. And I guess we're in a period where everybody's going to be on both shows for a few weeks and then. They'll take three weeks off and then talk about the battle for brand supremacy <laughs> as Survivor Series comes back in uh November. But anyway, so WWE did a draft, they shook things up again. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I I didn't think there was any like shocking moves, like you figured Based on the math of it, like okay, Bianca is getting moved to one show. I guess they swapped Charlotte and Becky, so that's something. Um, but you figured like, well, uh, SmackDown has more of the like four or five women that they actually do stuff with. uh, SmackDown had like (laughs) three of them, so it was like, well, we got to even that out a little bit. Yeah, and otherwise, yeah, we just kind of shuffled some a couple of the main are mostly seemingly kept together like they moved they moved edge and rollins to raw right yep so yeah it it didn't feel like there was anything too shocking it just felt like yeah we're we shuffled things a little bit and in you know six to eight weeks it'll all feel like we've seen what they could do because they only use eight people on each show there is
0: in fact that yes uh King of the Ring and Queen's Crown Tournament started. I'm sure they can't call it Queen of the Ring for some for some uh, trademark reason. And so it's called the Queen's Crown Tournament. But um boy, boys, there's some bad booking. Boys, there's some bad booking in WWE.
1: Liv Morgan having a rough, a rough week, apparently. I mean, she's going, she's going to AEW as soon as she can. <laughs> seems that way it seems that way with uh yeah I mean I guess that's what got her in trouble but there was someone made a note of oh every time every draft so far Kevin Owens and Liv Morgan end up on the same show and Britt Baker retweeted that with like the thinking emoji or something and then Liv responded to that and then Liv lost in like 90 seconds to Carmella on Smackdown so we can do the math (laughs)
0: In a match she was reportedly originally scheduled to win.
1: Right. So, yeah, I mean, as always, the lesson is don't tweet, probably, but yeah. also maybe, maybe if you don't care, <laughs> as as the show's favorite wrestler, Kevin Mash, once said, if, you know, if you're not a mark for yourself, if you don't give an F who beats you, they can't hurt you. Like, <laughs> so she's just following Big Sexy's advice, and she's uh, maybe she's already decided she's out the door.
0: Selena Vega won her first match in decades beating Tony Storm.
1: <laughs> yeah, Tony's a mean roster. She's a child of the 80s, Ethan. I don't know if you know this. Despite what? the fact that she's younger than I am. Wild, wild, uh, wild child of the 80s. That's right. Sorry. Wild child born in 1994. Yes. Uh yeah, younger than me and yet is uh her gimmick is that like it's not impossible that like someone that age could be into that like era of pop culture, right? Like that happens. I mean, but she is. Right. So but it's just like they have to go about the weirdest way of phrasing <laughs> things. Yes. So she's a wild child of the 80s and uh And uh, she (laughs) since she's been up, she's been used like three times and they've changed her gear or she chose to change her gear and she's lost a couple of times. So doesn't uh, doesn't seem seems like maybe the blooms off the rose with uh, with her call up as well.
0: Just just really bad booking. (laughs) She's a a license to print money (laughs) and they, they haven't figured this out yet.
1: Well, speaking of, I will just, I guess we can deviate here into the call-ups. I was thinking about this. So when Vince and uh, his son, Nick, made that, that trip down the <laughs> Performance Center yeah. um, and sort of evaluated the talent that was there, then we got the big, you know, the bunch of releases, and then we had everybody doing dark matches who I guess they saw something in. And it was like, at this point, who is left that was doing those dark matches that they haven't either called up? fired right or have already sort of relegated to you're not really going to be much and so i think the only names left that are just in this limbo or is it odyssey jones and dakota kai are like are like the two uh, i think so yeah Yeah. so but they just did a draft where they drafted xia and Aliyah yeah. and yeah. uh the uh swerve scott's crew and yeah Notably did not even in the like supplemental talking smack section of the draft uh put Dakota Kai on one of those shows. So she turned looking bright for her uh her her time in WWE.
0: No, I saw her Russell Dark match with Zilee uh when I went to SmackDown. Uh the week before the draft. So yeah, not looking good. Not look, not looking good. She's in the Bronson Reed spot where they called them up, called called them up, and did some uh, did some matches, and then just decided not to do anything.
1: So. Yeah, I think even a couple of those matches were on like main event, or I think that's the show that's still on, right? Yes, um, I think I think what matches you made like technique. I mean, it's not it's not Raw or SmackDown, but they made television, but yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, I would guess that's probably not right. I know like in Dakota's case, I know she also had like a Twitch channel that she would probably have to give up if she went up. So maybe that's, you know, a wrinkle to this. Maybe it's not the worst idea, assuming they don't just fire her. Like they did uh, some of the other, some of the other folks, but yeah, it's like, it it is, it is strange that it seemed like, okay, we were waiting for the draft and then they drafted everyone except like one or two people drafted or fired, I should say, I guess. (laughs) Right. Um, so yeah, that, I guess that's that'll be something to keep an eye on. They're about to have their next earnings report, and that's usually when the firings come. Is after an earnings report, so yep, you know, yep. you know. Hopefully, I don't. You know, I'm not rooting for it. Hopefully, nobody loses their job, but uh, wouldn't be surprised if that's on the horizon once again.
0: You excited for anything in
1: Saudi Arabia? Uh, no. Um, it's I. I don't think anything on the the build for the matches they're doing which are the the three way with Becky, Sasha and Bianca. I think that's been pretty good. It's been pretty paint by numbers, you know, one of the three people lays out the other two each week. It's nothing revolutionary, but it's pretty good. Uh, the bro- we've talked about it. The Roman Brock thing is as interesting as a <laughs> feud between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar could be right at this point. Thanks to the, the Paul Heyman intrigue. Right. Um. And then you've got edge edge and Rollins. I assume they didn't say that match is on the Saudi show, but I assume they, they announced hell in a cell for, for edge and Rollins big blow off match. So I assume that's on that show as well. I think, yeah, I think it's on the Saudi show. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that's nothing. Like I don't I don't I don't think any of the build has been bad at all, but it is that thing. Well, all of these matches are going to be on a house show in front of tens of thousands of disinterested people on a on a <laughs> in a in a big stadium for you know to do propaganda for a pretty terrible government. So
0: at, at, at like one o'clock on a Thursday afternoon,
1: right. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> All of these factors make it hard to feel uh, too excited. But I mean, I don't I don't discount the efforts of anyone involved. I think they're they're trying to make it feel like a big, important show. But it's just we all know what's really going on. And (laughs) I think that genie's hard to put back in the bottle. Yeah. AEW. Big week. Hankman Page
0: returned and earned himself a future AEW world title shot. Speaking of putting the genie back in the bottle. Is have we passed the peak with hangman page or can they get him heated up again?
1: Um, so I would have said that maybe they missed the peak because I thought the peak was that show where they did the 10 man tag and the plate. And they did that awesome entrance and the place was going ballistic. And then Kenny just beat him and the crowd died for the rest of the show. <laughs> um, but when he came out, he got a giant reaction and it felt like a very exciting thing. So That being said, the show after their next pay-per-view is in his hometown or home state at least. Yeah. So put the belt on him, man. Like I don't, I know there's a school of thought that is your top programs are Kenny and Danielson, Kenny and Punk, whatever you're going to be doing. And if that's your top program, the top programs should have the title in it. And I don't totally disagree with that. But sometimes, as we've talked about before, sometimes the right time is just the right time and if you're if you're looking at what like long term is for the best for somebody that isn't forty or thirty eight years old in your company that's a homegrown star, he should probably win the belt and if you want to put it back on Kenny a month or two months later, I don't hate that, but I also don't necessarily believe that kenny losing the belt hurts either a program with danielson or a program with punk um so yeah i mean i i would be leery of beating hangman again if they did that i feel like i i understand the school of thought of like this could be like a naito thing but i also i would argue they missed the peak peak with naito um in in new japan when he finally did beat okada he had a you know another kind of unremarkable rain and then it was a year too late yeah so <laughs> even though you can look at those things and if you just watch those matches if you go back now it's it's a good story and and I'm not saying that this couldn't be a good story if hangman loses here and then wins in a year or whatever I'm not saying that couldn't be a good story but as far as like for fan investment for business reasons for like long term you know, people being invested in, you know, this guy as a, as a baby face. It's like, yeah, I kind of think if you're, if you're having a, if you're putting him right back into that titles picture, he should probably win the belt.
0: So they are, uh, they're going head to head with WWE for a half hour on this coming Friday night, WWE is doing SmackDown on FS1 due to the Major League Baseball playoffs on Fox. And so WWE's most-viewed show is going to go up against AEW's least-viewed show for a half-hour, but because AEW will be in more homes, they have a slight edge. So WWE counter-programming, they're going commercial-free from 10 to 10.30, and they announced, of course, this is the match I would also announce because it's my two favorite wrestlers, Becky Lynch and <laughs> Sasha Banks going head to head against AEW EW man and Tony Khan. It's like, I can't wait to beat your a show. It's like, dude, I think you're going to lose total viewers and I think you're going to lose in the demo. So I wouldn't be so confident about that, but we get a half hour head to head and WWE appears to be picking a fight
1: just to screw with AEW. <laughs> and, uh,
0: and I like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, this to me, I look at, it, I'm like, this is fun. Yeah, Like it's fun. And I like, and it's one of those things where people point out like, Oh, you know, Bischoff gave away right, you know, gave away results. And, <laughs> Uh, used to you know name check Vince McMahon and make fun of him, and they would point out signs in the crowd talking about how Raw sucks. It's like, but that's not the reason WCW lost. They lost because <laughs> it was a very poorly run company and they lost an enormous amount of money in yes. a single year. And then the merger, et cetera, et cetera. Like like yes, this stuff is fun. If you are in competition, I like I've I've said this before. Like I think it's fun to take shots at the other guys. Now it, it makes more sense to take the shots when you have something to fall back on. And to <laughs> AEW's credit, they beat a WWE show head-to-head for a year straight. So they it's, not, it. the, it's <laughs> not the same show, obviously. And they didn't have two of WWE's top stars wrestling head-to-head against them every single week. So it's not exactly a one-to-one comparison. But yeah, I, I, I'm fine with WWE doing that. I'm kind of surprised the idea of a third hour of SmackDown on FS1 hasn't oh. already been floated, like oh. as a full-time thing. I'm not, I'm not rooting for that, but I feel like that's an idea that's going to come up, especially if this, if this third or third or, you know, extra half hour does well, I wouldn't be surprised if that's something that's floated. Um, But yeah, so I think like, I think this could be really fun and, and I think my guess is that the the Punk match is is leading off di- Rampage on Friday night. So that's and Rampage is live this week. So it's like it's that sounds like a really cool environment. It's gonna be a fu- I think it's gonna be a fun night. And whatever happens, it'll like it's gonna be fun. And I like I like people throwing throwing shade and and saying hey we're better than the other guys. I think it's fun like every it's enjoyable to me.
0: The thing, the thing about it though, is that we have a literal, almost literally, almost a generation of fans since since WCW went out of business twenty years, twenty plus years now that have never experienced a real wrestling war, <laughs> right? And have no memory of any of those things that you mentioned. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, yeah. It's it's fun. It's going to be fun uh, unless you have to uh, write write wrestling news stories for a website, which <laughs> <laughs> will we be you'll be looking at your laptop for the whole show instead of uh, looking at the screen. But yeah, yeah, it, it should be good. Um, I know you saw uh, GCW's show this weekend where John, John Moxley <laughs> and Nick Gage wrestled? Question mark. <laughs> Uh, what did you think of that show? I
1: mean, it's it dep- Yeah, it depends. Like, uh, I don't. Yeah, I I thought it was a it was a pretty fun show. I think GCW for their big shows, at least. And to be fair, I don't watch every single show they do, but this is my second full GCW show I watched, and I think the thing I'm I'm struck by with both of them is there is good variety in styles of wrestling on the shows. The opener with was uh, Alex Zane, Leo Rush, and Ninja Mac in like a just a, like high flying. Fun three way, lots of dives, lots of spots, and they had a tag match with Joey Janelle and Marcos Stunt against Chris Dickinson and Starboys Charlie. Just two, you know, it's two slightly larger guys versus two little with two little partners. Like, it's a very like that was fun, and then you had a like kind of a sick, like a six man tag that was a little bit more hardcore, but not the same style of hardcore that. The guys in the main event did and then there was the big surprise which was that the gcw tag champs who were involved in that second year crew were confronted by the briscoe brothers so that's the real uh forbidden door i guess right because apparently roh and aew guys can appear on the same televised or uh, i guess internet pay-per-view shows uh and nobody gets mad so that's something. Um, but then, yeah, the, the main event was uh, was it's it it was a spectacle, is how I would uh, is how I would uh, describe it. It was bloody. Literally, the first spot of the match is Nick Gage grabbed a like a bunch of light tubes tied together and smashed them over John Moxley's head. John Moxley bled immediately. And they continued to throw each other through glass and barbed wire and used, uh, you know, everything, you know, drove each other through panes of glass. Gage took like a back body drop through panes of glass onto a barbed wire board on the outside. Like, it was insane. So, if like, you got your, if you paid to see some violence, you got it. <laughs> um, and then I guess maybe the surprise result was that Moxley just won clean. And then, uh, and then Gage did a little promo afterwards apologizing to the fans for not getting it done and promising that he's going to win the belt back. So I think they're going to run that back probably at, if I had to guess, would be at the just announced show they're doing the Hammerstein Ballroom on, in January. Um, so I think that's, if I were a betting man, I would say that's the Moxley versus Gage rematch and probably where Gage wins the belt back. So yeah, it's it, it continues to feel like a a really hot promotion. And it's a it's a cool, fun vibe. You have a good variety of stuff. You have kind of wackier, more comedic character-driven stuff like that, Matt Cardona versus Effie on that show, as well as lots of violence and a lot of like still a good amount of like cutting edge, like indie, indie style wrestling, if you like that. So That's probably the best thumbs up I can give to GCW is that if you are a fan of any kind of modern wrestling, you'll probably get some of it on a GCW show. And it's interesting to see guys who are, in a case of Moxley, a millionaire who is on national television every week in front of a million people uh, for fun, roll around in barbed wire and get glass light tubes broken over his head like that's kind of fascinating to me so a good time i thought
0: well that's good <clears throat> that's good that's good that's good and
1: i don't think it's a product for me that's fine <laughs> yeah i mean i would be lying if i said i completely un like it's not like i watched that i'm like i want to see an entire death match promotion now or Or, or even as I've said this this variety that they have on the show, I probably still won't probably won't purchase the next GCW show until they have another card like the one last night where I'm interested enough in one or two of the matches that I want to buy it. So I don't think I'm a, a regular uh, GCW viewer just yet but there's there's fun and it is interesting because they do have a lot of it feels like they have a lot of buzz and they part, part of the promo of them announcing the Hammerstein Ballroom was uh, Brett Lauderdale who's the booker. Uh, talking about how someone he respected in the business and used to look up to told him he's seen 100 gcws come and go and that there's nothing special about that place and i just assumed it's gabe sapolsky he didn't say (laughs) gabe sapolsky i just i did some math i did the math i'm like who would brett lauderdale have talked to that he looked up to as like another wrestling booker that would talk to him that way it's like well he's probably never met triple h he's probably never met I don't think Paul Heyman would say that. Yeah, so it's like it's Gabe. It's almost definitely Gabe. I don't think. I don't think. I mean, Tony Khan. Let's go. his guys work on the show. I don't think it would be him. So it's like, yeah, it was probably Gabe. But it's it's also one of the things where yes, they are setting records. They they set they've set like four or five attendance records this this summer alone, which is cool. But it is that thing of they're doing it because they're allowed to use guys from AEW and guys from impact and guys from ROH. So it, it really has formed, I guess, into this like super indie. So it, it and I'm, I don't want to say that, like I'm taking away from their success because obviously not all of those guys are on every show that they've been setting these records on, but it is one of those things where it's the, the, I think the, there is correlation between their rise in popularity and a bunch of people that were big stars on, on, other various wrestling television shows for in some cases decades uh coming to their shows like that that there's some there's some cause there's some correlation there, so hopefully they can continue to rise and that they continue to sort of uh you know uplift their homegrown stars while while allowing those guys to come in The
0: era we're in in terms of the forbidden door era is tremendous because. No match is impossible outside. Anyone outside of WWE could wrestle anyone outside of WWE. It's it, that part of it is great. Mm-hmm. But my question has always been what happens the first time a John Moxley or an Eddie Kingston breaks their leg in somebody else's ring? And then these guys can't use AEW talent anymore.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind of a, that's a good articulation of, I think, what I was trying to say <laughs> but couldn't find the words for <laughs> Um, Is that while, you know, obviously they have they have homegrown stars, too, but it's clearly these bigger names that are drawing the extra people and are probably drawing more eyes on on fight TV as well. And yes, if something were to happen where uh, any one of those doors was suddenly closed, that kind of take your promotions taking a hit and then that could be hard to recover from, you know, Ring of Honor knows all too well. what it's like when a bunch of your top guys just suddenly are gone. So yeah, I mean, and they were, they're obviously in a much better spot from like a television standpoint than GCW is right now. So yeah, it's, that is a, that is the, it's, it's all great. And it's the wild West until something like that were to happen. In which case maybe we're, we don't hear so much about GCW.
0: (laughs) And And we don't know how Tony Khan's going to react, right? It's like, maybe he'll just like, he'll chalk it up. But it's like, it's very easy to be magnanimous and uh, let everybody, let all your guys and girls work everywhere, everywhere they want. But nobody's Mm -hmm. gotten seriously hurt yet. (laughs) And it's just, like obviously, I'm not rooting for that. I like seeing dream matches. Mm-hmm. like i have always wondered what happens the first time an aew talent gets hurt working in an aew show
1: yeah i mean i mean for for gosh sakes on uh, the show that happened the the day after the one i watched i mean minora Suzuki's on that show yes you know what yes. it's like there's there's multiple promotions on multiple continents involved in this that if there's an injury or or some you know or something like that or or anything sort of bad that could happen that could sour a relationship yeah that's that that would this could change very rapidly so maybe it's more of a hey enjoy it and (laughs) enjoy it while it lasts and fingers crossed we never have to cross that bridge but hey in the meantime it's it's a pretty fun like wild west type indie promotion to watch good times
0: thank you for the review uh g1 is going on in new japan speaking of new japan it's absolutely ruined my life uh, Jeff Cobb and, and uh, Kazuchika Okada are a top one block and Kota Ubushi is on top. The other block by himself seems like we're headed to Okada and Cobb on the last day in the one block to decide who goes to face Ibushi.
1: Yeah, I I mean, that that makes sense, right? Based on what well, I, I mean, I guess. We talked about it, I think, on the last show. They opened the the tournament by having Zack Sabre Jr. tap out Shingo and Naito and, like, back-to-back knights. Right. So one may have thought that he was getting primed for something. But then, as we discussed, that's likely more just because he's going uh, to wrestle, wrestle Shingo in uh, probably, like, next month's show, right? Right, right. So yeah I, I, I guess of the remaining things that they have to do, I guess they have already done Shingo and, and Okada, but it's like you just you just do that again. I mean, they have four Tokyo Dome shows or whatever now, so <laughs> you probably do Shingo versus Okada. You probably do Shingo versus Ibushi. You probably do Shingo versus Naito or something on one of those nights. Like I don't, I don't know. Like you just, it's one also one of those things where the the more Wrestle Kingdoms that exist. <laughs> the less it feels like the G1 matters. Cause it's like, well, I'm guessing the champion's going to wrestle on all three of those shows. So right. we'll see.
0: Yeah. Yes. The champ's going to wrestle all, <laughs> on all three of those shows. I'm thinking it's Jeff Cobb, one of the nights, and then they got to do some kind of uh, angle to get somebody else in there. Excuse me. On. Another of the nights, and then hopefully Naito is back, and Naito and Shingo wrestle also one of the nights. I don't think it matters the order that you do it in, it's just like the thing where you need a second main event. Um, oh, they could do Shingo and Osprey one of the nights if Osprey can get into the country. Like, clearly, they're that guy, yeah, clearly, they seem to want to do that match. Uh, and those two it's very strange to me that those two guys are going to end up like big career rivals it's just like Mm -hmm. they don't quite seem like they're from the same generation even but uh they kill it every time they're in the ring together Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i mean shingo's been around a real long time which i think is (laughs) yes one of the reasons i think it's cool probably especially maybe if you are a really long time fan of of, uh, you know, of, of Japanese wrestling and you've watched this guy's entire career, but he was kind of a journeyman for a long time before he, and then he was still kind of a, a middle of the card and then he's a junior for a long time in New Japan and then sort of out of necessity, they made him a heavyweight and then out of further necessity when Osprey left the country, <laughs> they had to, they put the belt on him. Um, so it's, it's a, he's had a very bizarre and winding road and then yes, of all people to sort of end up as his, rival uh, you know his career rival it is you know it's not Sonata or somebody like that or or even a a Ibushi or somebody it's it's this guy that's hasn't been around nearly as long but I guess I guess Osprey's had a similar career and that he was killing it as a junior heavyweight for years and years and then they didn't really seem to want to go to the next level with him until they had no choice so
0: There's been a lot of bad New Japan this year and a lot of bad New Japan booking this year but they've done an excellent job with Jeff Cobb agreed like that
1: is and we've talked we talked about this one I think he's taken positive steps in like the 15th year of his career (laughs) yes. Like suddenly, he, like I think he's a way more engaging television presence. You have a good angle on it. I've seen, I've been reading your reports and stuff that they're also smart of how much Jeff Cobb we see. Yes. Like both in the tag matches and how long his single matches go.
0: Nothing ever goes more than 15 minutes, except his one of his matches with Okada went like 20. But aside from that, mm-hmm. they know what he can do they know you don't want to see him out there huffing a puffing doing a 25 minute match. <laughs> so they keep everything under 15 and he doesn't sell a whole lot. And all he does is stuff that he's good at. And it it's great.
1: How about that? How about what a novel concept to just like take what a guy is good at and let him do that and yeah. not asking him to do stuff he can't do.
0: Yeah. So there clearly are still people that work for that company that are not stupid, which. Somehow does not explain Chase Owens beating Hiroshi Tanahashi clean in the middle of the ring on a G1 show, which happened this past week.
1: You know, all due respect to Hangman page being the Joker and winning the ladder match, but reading that Chase Owens pinned Tanahashi clean made me the Joker this week. (laughs) Um, That's when I could not, could not wrap my head around. Uh, I guess is the idea. And I think this is something else that you alluded to in your report, but it's like, They think, well, Tanahashi's the U.S. champion, so we have to constantly be setting up Americans for him to wrestle.
0: Yes. That's how they view the U.S. title, yes. Still dumb.
1: (laughs) Still very dumb. No, man. I want to
0: see Tanahashi wrestle like Ishii
1: for the the U.S. title.
0: I want to see him come over here and wrestle friggin' Rocky Romero for the U.S. title. I don't
1: care. I don't, Him it doesn't even have to Dickinson be. would probably kill it. Like any of those new Japan strong guys. Sure. Any, anybody but chase Owens. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't understand other than that's the, that's the only logical strain I can follow out of it is well, Chase Owens is originally from the United States <laughs> and Hiroshi Tanahashi is the United States champion. But I thought like they figured this out. Cause if you remember those first couple us shows, they ran, where Billy Gunn was wrestling in the main event of one of the shows. And I think they did Okada versus Cody on one of those shows. And like, I thought they learned the lesson of like, no, if people are coming to a new Japan show there, the American new Japan fans want to see new Japan. They want to see the top guys in that company wrestle each other. We don't want to see (laughs) this you know, oh, right. well, he's a shlub, he's a slub opening match ta- tag guy, but he's from the U.S. So we care. Like, I thought we solved this problem like years ago. <laughs> right. we're Back the last the last.
0: You know, the biggest the second biggest show they ran here was at the basketball arena in Dallas. And they headlined with Okada and Tanahashi. And we thought, well, right. <laughs> If they figured it out, but now mm-hmm. they're run, so they're running San Jose or whatever in November, and I expect Tanahashi to be defending against Chase Owens on that show. Oof, oof, so, sounds really. Okay. Hey, uh, Tanahashi is a company man. Gosh, is he? <laughs> that
1: guy, that's a guy who needs to learn how to
0: do the. It, it doesn't
1: work for me, brother. Like.
0: Oh, 100%. 100%. Look, I know sometimes when you're booking a tournament, like like a, a long-round robin tournament like that, you're going to have to do some results you don't necessarily want to do. But I wouldn't have pinned the greatest wrestler of his generation clean in the middle of the ring with the opening match tag guy.
1: Yeah, like I don't know, like I would like I'd set up him and Yano like there's so many <laughs> matches I would do yeah. and so many people I would have uh be if you're if you're like well somebody needs to beat tanahashi clean right. to set up a, a u.s side match i'm like great let me see the list of guys it cannot possibly come down to chase owens there has to be someone else that we can send to america in november yeah. <laughs> to wrestle tanahashi on that show all right well we've
0: uh, covered the world the globe um is there anything else you want to discuss
1: no, I think that uh, that about covers the uh, the big stuff here and abroad, as they say. All
0: right. So till next time, everybody, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. We'll be back soon with more stories from the wrestling
1: life. Adios. When you get better, it's a in line. Nothing lasts forever when you try.
0: Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Now, here are this week's bonus features.
1: The the lady didn't yell at me to tell me we were recording that.
0: I'm just... Not do just not doing very well today. Okay, I didn't just I didn't want to get fifteen minutes in. Yeah, good good call, good call. All right, I swear, (laughs) as you were unbelievable. (sighs) Maybe
1: I just need to drink a little bit more of this energy drink. What is it? Is it Co- Are you out of Coke energy yet? Have you drank the entire state of Maryland's remaining supplies at this no, point? Not
0: yet, not yet, surprisingly. Um, I've pivoted, uh, I am still drinking Coke energy, but I've pivoted all to allow the cherry flavor also, mm. which I previously dismissed as tasting like cough syrup. Um, however, um, I think it's still better than pretty much every other energy drink, even if it's a little more, uh, cough droppy. So, uh, working on, working on Coke energy cherry right now.
1: (laughs) Is that one like, so are you able to get more of this or did you just like stock up? Stock up. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, and it's like all the expiration dates and everything are are good so far. Mm-hmm. So we'll find out, you know, in another three or four months. Eventually, you might have to start importing it. Yes, is is the end, <laughs> end game here? <laughs> there's, going, there's going to be some trafficking involved of <laughs> of coke energy. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, my brother's
1: trafficking coke. <laughs> Energy. (laughs) Oh, beautiful! I've been watching a lot of uh, Alan Coulter clips because I I didn't realize when you sent me the one that he had died. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. So then I was just like, and then I I was there's the bit where he does the celebrity interview. I had never seen that before. Yeah, and it's just always that it was whoever Dave's first guest was was supposed to be his interview, (laughs) and then he. Just calls Dave names and then yes. storms off dramatically. Yes, <laughs> it's funny every time. Yes, <laughs> watch like 10 of them, it was great every time. Yep, yep. The
0: great Alan Coulter, he did the um, he did the audience uh warm up when we went to see Letterman's show.
1: Oh, uh, I didn't, I didn't realize that was like in his job description, but.
0: Neither did I. They had another. They had another, uh, like warm-up comedian for mm-hmm. many, 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 many years, and I don't know what happened. I don't know if he was just on that day or whatever. But Alan Calter did the did the audience. <laughs> That's one. awesome. Yeah, he was great. He was absolutely
1: great. <laughs> just one of those guys who just could com- would just commit to it. Like, there's no winking at it when he's doing his shtick. Like, correct. Like, which i think makes it better it's it's the adam west batman style of comedy where if you wink at it it would be less funny so it's yes. better if he just goes full bore into it
0: yes a thousand percent a
1: thousand percent
0: i try to keep on keeping on